You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, it's football game week, Scott Ritchie, which means basketball visitors. Could be. I mean, this month is... I think it could be big for Illinois basketball on the recruiting front. Uh, the big weekend is still a couple weeks away, uh, the Penn State game. Uh, that one's going to – I mean, that's that's the draw. Top 10 football team in town. I think a lot of fans, in theory, showing up. That's that's the kind of scene Brad Underwood wants to show to his potential recruits. All right, we'll talk uh, – Recruiting, we'll talk We'll talk some football. We'll talk some other sports on the Illinois. And we'll look back at the Kiwanis basketball banquet of last week. It was a hoot, Scott Ritchie tells us. In this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Bright and sunny here in Champaign, Illinois. Kind of describe Scott Ritchie. Bright and sunny. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Uh, alongside Scott Ritchie, Ed Bond, our weekly basketball podcast. Much to Scott's delight. We'll talk a little football, too, because since it's game week, right? Yeah, and to be fair, like the... But preseason banquet was last week. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be. There's not a ton of basketball happening, at least at Illinois um, right now. Uh, there, I think the only news I saw over the weekend was uh, freshman guard Marcus Adams was originally going to Kansas. Was I think in Lawrence over the summer. Then decided there's too many good players that play my same position. He left, went to Gonzaga, found out the same thing. He just left again. Um, so. He's a freshman, and he will have. Whenever he finds somewhere to go, will have been on his third team already. Could that be Illinois? No. Okay. Well, then why are we talking about him? Well, it's the Scott it's Ritchie. like the only basketball news, and I just think it's a sort of ridiculous story. All right, it is football game weekend. Week two, of course, is a trip to Kansas. I know uh, Mr. Richie is very excited about that chance to go into Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Maybe at least swing by. You have to. It's a neat place. Um, I'd like there to be a basketball game there between. Yeah, Illinois it's still and neat walking in empty. It's one of those arenas that it doesn't really make a difference. I would argue. Yeah, but that I think may, there's the potential at least for an Illinois trip to Kansas for a basketball game since Bill Self is bringing his team to Champaign. Those exhibition tickets were announced. Uh, at least the initial uh, wave of them. 
uh, saw a little uh, feedback from fans not so happy that they're kind of expensive. It is a, a fundraiser, though, for for Maui. Your your take on that, Scott? Well, I was expecting them to be more than like an exhibition against. I mean, no offense to my Panthers, but EIU. Um, who was actually they'll be back in Champaign in November to play Illinois again, but it's Kansas. Like they could wind up the number one team in the country in the preseason AP top twenty five. Um, I haven't made up my mind yet, but they'll be one or two on my ballot for sure. Um, and it's Bill Self's first game back in Champaign since in two decades. Like I don't think they're gonna have any trouble moving tickets for that game, regardless of the price. But yeah, if you don't. If you don't want to pay, you don't have to pay. Like no one's twisting your arm and saying you must pay eighty-five dollars to sit at the top of State Farm Center. Watch the game on Big Ten Network or listen to it. Maybe even better choice on DWS. We're going to give Bill Self the chance to uh, write a letter to Illinois fans, an open letter, uh, in the pages of the News Gazette. Leading up to that, we'll see if he he loved his time here. He loves Kansas, of course, but uh, <laughs> I think he'll he'll do it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it was the right crowd at the the Coaches versus Cancer event a couple of years ago for him to come back for the, the first time really publicly. Um, like, you're not going to get booed at a that charity event. Might get booed at this charity event. Nah. But I think the best thing, you know, I mentioned before, for Bill is, like, he's bringing Hunter Dickinson with him. He'll get the boos because I, I have a feeling like this – Iteration of Illinois fans hates Hunter Dickinson more than Bill mm-hmm. Self. True. So we'll see. Okay. But I'm looking forward to the game mostly because I think Kansas is going to be really good. See how they play it, it being an exhibition, whether uh, the benches will be emptied. We will see. Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, made an appearance. Uh, Ed Bond, did you know this, on Saturday night? Uh, Scott being a country music fan, I understand, was at the Muhammad Music Festival listening to Garth Brooks. I I would have been thrilled if Garth Brooks was there. Who was that? Because I was there in a working role, mind you. Yeah. um, Well, the the openers, I mean, there's music all day. I didn't know any of them. Um, Chris Jansen was the headliner. Okay. I I had at least heard of like two of his songs. When I... I was more there for the camaraderie of friendship. Um yeah, my guy, Steve Fox, good to see him. Um, loyal listener to the podcast, in fact. But, yeah, the music was good. It's live music on a perfect night. It was a good time. All right, here I was volunteering, as I do every year, at the uh, Muhammad Lions Club beer tent. All right, Ed Bond served thousands of beers. It was shocking the amount of beer that, that the crowd went to. Thank you for the Lions Club. They use that money to do good things, I'm told. And to Scott Ritchie's friends, who I heard from, Several of them saying I was mean to him. And I I told them I will never be mean to Scott Ritchie again. Yeah, then later in the night, they told me it was like they're actually okay with it. Ah, <laughs> that's great because that, that just doesn't work with me just sitting here telling yeah, me. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to respond. Hey, that was a great top 25 <laughs> you submitted this week, Scott Ritchie. You know everything about college basketball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would it, be weird time. for me too. Uh, to get a crowd like that at the uh, Illinois games would help because it was a raucous, rocking, filled park. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, we're talking football or basketball because basketball hasn't had any trouble. Okay, putting 
butts in the seats. Football, I would uh, be surprised if it's not kind of a festive atmosphere this Saturday. Why do I think that? Better than most opener openers. Is it the expectations? Is it the weather? Is it the game time? Is it the opponent? Well, I don't know that it's the opponent. Well, I mean, there's like one interesting storyline in the fact that Johnny Newton's uh, older brother, Juwan, is on the Toledo roster. He's one of their, I think, going to be one of their top wide receivers, so they're not going to see a lot of Newton-on-Newton matchups there, I wouldn't, you wouldn't think. But I think it's just the fact that there are some expectations for this team after you know last year going 8-5, and five, making a bowl game. Um, couple that with it's a six whatever kick so people can tailgate all day um it's not going to be 100 degrees like it was most of last week i think just and you know more than 10,000 new season ticket holders now i mean i always had a bit of an issue of getting said ticket holders into the stadium uh, because you know the announced attendance, which is tickets sold, is always quite a bit higher than mm-hmm. the, maybe the the turnstile numbers that we you know, eventually get. Um, so, yeah, it's great for Illinois that they sold a bunch of new season tickets, but I think the football's got to be good enough to entice people to to come in and actually watch the game. All right, be fun seeing a bunch of those '83 folks that uh, were in your Sunday News Gazette. Hope you had a chance to read that. Their memories with Jeff D'Alessio in his Big Ten feature. That was cool. Um, uh, basketball presence, Scott Ritchie. This is your purpose for this podcast. What's it going to be on Saturday? Well, since we'll be into September by that point, um, visits can start back up again. I don't know that they have anybody coming this weekend. I will search into that. But I know, like, the Penn State game on the 16th is a pretty big weekend uh, in terms of guys are going to get on campus um, in class of 2024. I mean, obviously, they've got Rez Johnson Jr. and Jason Jackson is committed, so it's pretty much backcourt focused, backcourt central centered um, in the recruiting front for that class. So uh, Mikey Lewis, four-star guard out of um, – Oakland originally. He's going to play his senior year at Prolific Prep in Napa Valley. Um, should have a really good team. They added a bunch of like super talented guys um, this summer. Um, he's scheduled to be here. Um, and then and I think probably the one that all my fans are maybe more intrigued by just because he's or was semi-local. Um, class 2025 guard. Uh, Jeremiah Fears is scheduled for a visit that Penn State weekend. And obviously Illinois recruited his older brother, uh, Jeremy Fears Jr., uh, the 2023 News Gazette All-State Player of the Year. Uh, He went to Michigan State, of course, and we'll see where they're at with Jeremiah. I mean, they're recruiting him pretty pretty hard, and won't get a chance really to see him at all moving forward because he left Juliet West and went out to – we went to the, where's he going to actually be? Because he was going to go to Sunrise Christian, their coach left to go to Texas Tech, so he's going, Fears is going to Compass Prep in Arizona. Yeah, so the transfer portal in high school is just as active as uh, in college. Uh, high school football kicked off last week. Uh, high school basketball, we're still, what, eight weeks away 
Yeah, right. I mean, they'll start practicing, okay. what, beginning of November, end of October. Okay. Can't wait for year three, the state finals in uh, in Champaign. Is there a team that uh, we need to start pulling for now, Scott Ritchie, to make it to Champaign to give uh, some Illinois fans a look at what might be future players? Well, I mean, there are a few in-state prospects that have actually stayed in the state. A lot of the top players in Illinois, like you know, Jeremiah Fears, um, have left. Melvin Bell was part of the great St. Rita exodus. Um, but, I mean, I think only fans would be happy to see Thornton make a trip to state with Merez Johnson. Um, maybe, you know, Bennett Academy Why? I think they won the state title last year, 4A, come back because they got a sophomore, um, Gabe Solarski, who didn't didn't play at all you know, last year as a freshman because that was a super veteran, senior-heavy team, but I think he's going to be like one of their best guys at Bennett Academy. So see if they make a return trip. Um, St. Ignatius has been down the last two years. Um, Phoenix Gill going to have probably even a bigger role again you know, with that team, so we'll see if they can go three for three. Um, Baylor's a handful of teams I think Illinois fans will keep tabs on throughout the high school basketball season. But again, like just the the sheer number of top prospects that wind up going to some prep school. Just it's more every year it seems like. All right, the basketball tip off event was last week after our podcast, um over at the I Hotel. Um Scott Ritchie, one of the few media members uh, invited to take in the, the event. Um, fun. Yeah, there's, I mean, full ballroom over at the iHotel Conference Center. And, like, there was, it was kind of a festival. Shout out Kiwanis Club. Yeah, 99 years of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be more. They'd be over 100 if right. COVID hadn't gotten in the way. Um, but I think the big thing is, like, they've figured out a way to keep it going, even though the postseason banquet idea went away because Illinois was not sure like who would actually be either in Champaign or on the team even you know in the spring you know with the the transfer portal era so I think one thing you know talked with Brad Underwood afterward like he said like he didn't want to be the guy that was in charge when it went away so you know they worked with uh, you know CU Kiwanis Club and figured out you know something new but you know similar and like with the number of newcomers every year like an introduction because brad underwood just went through his whole team and staff and shoot everybody that's involved with basketball and introduced them and talked about the players so fans get an opportunity to maybe learn a little bit about them before the season starts at least put a face to the name photo gallery at newsgazette.com if you want to go take a gander some good pictures uh players hobnobbing with the younger set especially yeah there was i mean a lot of seasoned illinois fans at the event but a, a younger group too and you know some brought their kids so that was you know they got a chance to to see the players as well so that was good shout out to the illinois quarterback club all right they're they're getting clever in their meetings they kick off the season this Thursday at uh, President Colleen's mansion. All right? Not some hotel ballroom. They'll be back in a hotel ballroom. Yeah, I but think. they're going to the big dog's living room. Perfect. It's impressive. 
In fact, uh, I tried to get you into that, and they said, nope, flannel doesn't work here at, <laughs> at the Colleen Mansion. I, I, I have a suit that I <laughs> could wear. I usually choose not to because I go suit and tie when you can be a, li- a little more comfortable. Kidding, we will have photos. I think Bob Osmussen's been invited. All right, he, That's, he meets the criteria. To uh, get into that. Anyway, good luck to the quarterback club. Big fan of those guys. Uh, been sharing a lot of those 1983 stories. Love hearing from fans that were there. That the, You were not born, is that right? I was negative four years old okay, at that point. Okay, that's what I figured. Here yeah. we go. Ed Baum was there, doggone it. He's got a piece of the goalpost from the Iowa game <laughs> still in his uh, house. Who doesn't, really? The story's... Keep yeah, it seems like everybody everyone was there, post. and everybody's piece of the goalpost is gets bigger and bigger after mm-hmm. every telling of the story. Yeah, oh, I miss those days of celebrating like that. You just don't see that in college football anymore. And maybe, maybe if Illinois beats Penn State, do you rush the field? Nope, you can't. Oh, uh, doggone security! I think it could have like when Illinois beat Wisconsin, however many years ago that was, a uh, homecoming game. You know, James McCourt kicked the game-winning field goal, seemed to be a lot of fans on the, the field after that one. So I'm not sure the security worked in that regard. And I don't think the – because, like, the SEC, like, they'll, they fine you every time you storm the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Big Ten does that. So, yeah. All right. There have been court stormings all my basketball. Something to look forward to. I'm going to take this moment to ask Scott Ritchie on an, uh, the Inside Illini Basketball Podcast for a quick thoughts on two other sports. Off to good starts. Okay. I know volleyball lost to EIU in an exhibition, but came back with a gutty win at Northern. Yeah. Um, I think lost the first set, first or second set mm-hmm. to the Huskies, but, you know, found a way to win, and that's, I suppose, all you have to do. Uh, we'll see. Like, oh, the Big Ten didn't get any worse from a year ago. So I think Illinois still faces a bit of a an uphill climb in volleyball. Saw very tall women. Uh, in a snippet of TV I saw over the weekend, I think from Wisconsin. Yeah, well, they've okay. got like one much taller than Illinois. They got one in the middle, I think that's six eight. Um, okay, but just yeah, they keep adding really good. Well, Wisconsin, you know, their coach Kelly Sheffield's kind of leaned into the transfer portal. They plucked away Northwestern's best player from last year. I mean, an All American outside hitter, um, Nebraska. Just keeps like they never don't have like a top three recruiting class, and yeah, I mean Minnesota's got the reigning Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, and Taylor Landfair, a former News Gazette All State Player of the Year from mm, one of the playing fields, Central maybe Plainfield Central, but she won it twice. Yeah, um, yeah, most of the top state's top players. Just wind up in the Big Ten, but they don't come to Illinois. What's what's keeping Illinois from doing that? Is it uh, a facility issue? It doesn't help. Okay. Like, they keep making, like, some not semi-minor, medium-sized aesthetic changes to Huff Hall, but they're sort of limited in what they can do with that building because it's 100-some years old. Um, but, like, the locker room and Huff are not great. The visiting locker room is awful. Um, so it's it's tough. And 
the university keeps building buildings in their parking, so that's become kind of another issue. There's there's no uh, you, you can park at State Farm Center or Bielefeld and take a shuttle. That's that's about the best option. Okay. Hey, shout out uh, again while we're giving shout outs to Janet Rayfield, one of my favorite coaches on campus. Soccer team off to a two zero and one start. Is that right? With, yeah. Uh, won their upset op- of Xavier and a tie at Dayton. A yeah, road trip. Won their opener um, against Loyola, which is a solid mm-hmm. mid major program. So yeah, um, the last few seasons have been rough for Illinois soccer, but they're off to a let's go much better start. Um, obviously, a, a scoreless tie against Dayton um, belies the fact that I think they will score a little more. And that's kind of what's held them back. They've had, I think, good enough defense, or played good enough defense to hang with teams, but just couldn't generate maybe enough scoring. But um, I wrote about it after they beat Loyola. Just a kind of a schematic shift for Janet Rayfield. You know, kind of departure from what she had typically done, I think, sets them up to be a little more offensive. Cool stadium alert, too. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's, yeah. So I mean, it's so much different than what it was when I first started covering Illinois soccer, you know, back in 2014. All right, let's get back to basketball. I know this upsets you. Yeah, we got a few minutes left. Um, anything to look forward to um, in the next two weeks, or are we just going to be inundated with college football? I mean, it's really you know, college football takes center stage um but you know with you know some early you know home games on the schedule i mean i think for basketball it's just like to see who i mean Illinois is taking that next recruiting step with and you know is getting on campus um because again two players committed in the class of 2024 need one guard at least in that class um but it's tough to truly know like roster needs in September because who knows what's going to happen next March, April, May when the transfer portal opens up again and like Illinois will probably lose somebody to the portal because like the teams that don't are in the like severe minority now so uh, you will know kind of what next year's roster needs and are until until then, but I think at that point you're looking just to add transfers and maybe not high school players. But I think one for sure high school senior guard in that class of 2024. And um, mentioned Mikey Lewis, like he's got like four weeks worth of visits set up. Illinois is kind of in the middle of his schedule, at least as things stand now. Um, but I don't know, maybe they wow him and he shuts it down right there and you know commits after his visit. Um, had a really good spring and summer, played for the Oakland Oakland Soldiers on the UIBL circuit, um, was the leading scorer in the first session of the spring, um, and then you know, the Soldiers didn't play in Peach Jam, but they were in the Peach Invitational, which happens at the same time in the same place. It's just sort of like the uh, the NIT of the the UIBL you know, season-ending event. Um, Again, was really good there. It was showed flashes as a scorer, but also you know rebounded well, pretty you know, good assist numbers, shot it pretty well. You know, additionally, which I think for this Illinois team, like 
find some dudes that can shoot. Like, that's a major need. Hey, they let the freshmen talk at the Qantas event. They get up and say things. No, and none of the players like okay. took, went to the podium. Um, Interested to see w- of the newcomers who you think would uh, be smoothest transitioning into the, the limelight. Um, well, Dre Gibbs Lawhorns, he's pretty good. Okay, already. Um, and Amani Hansberry, like he won enough games and awards and whatever, you know, playing in. Um, at Mount Saint, Mount Saint Joseph in Maryland, that I think he's he's not uh, he's not going to be new to it. He's pretty good as well. Okay. And then I mean the transfers like they're they're all in their mid twenties essentially, so they're 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 pretty well versed in all this. Every morning, IlliniHQ.com. Check out Scott Ridgey's work. Good morning, Illini Nation. There's a lot of competition as we brought up here lately it hasn't phased mr ritchie from still delivering on a daily basis no not phased bob osmus excited about his ap top 25 football vote he's all he can't stop talking about notre dame like come on bob <laughs> it was navy they beat i mean they handled them notre dame's gonna be awful in basketball i told him <sighs> yeah i mean i don't think they'll be great but I don't know. I kind of believe in Micah Shrewsbury. I mean, I saw him out scheme Illinois three times. But um, that Notre Dame team is basically what Penn State would have been um, this season because you had several guys follow him there, including his son, which makes a lot of sense. But then um, a couple of the players that were committed to Penn State flipped and are going to Notre Dame as well. Have the non-conference schedule out yeah but uh, still waiting on the big 10 yeah i mean we obviously know, we know the opponents like who get you know who's home and away and or just home just away but i'd like to see sort of the order and the big thing for illinois is those early december games kind of when they'll be scheduled and who that will be because that'll be in the stretch where they're playing florida atlantic and tennessee um won't be uh, so it'll probably be a game maybe before fau before they go to new york and then maybe one after they get back um, from Knoxville. Unless it's just they play one early December game because I think like Michigan, like two teams always have seemed to like only play one and then get like a game in before New Year's as well. Ed Bond will tell you he wants all games at Saturday uh, afternoon. Scott Ritchie will also be a proponent of the afternoon games to meet print deadline. Yeah, I'm okay with afternoons. I'm not a big Sunday fan just because we don't have a print edition on Mondays, but I kind of like the, the mood of a Sunday, early Sunday evening game for some reason. Okay? I'm yeah. just telling you. And I mean, like the Sunday games at that point, like obviously you're competing with the NFL for part of the season at least. Um, I don't know. But like the Big Ten is going to play every day of the week. It's just the way things are. Only gets uh, crazier in the uh, in the coming years. Have you started scouting your your West Coast programs that are about to join the Big Ten as far as basketball goes? Well, yeah, I mean, watching tape, well, things I mean, like that. Not so much of that. Um, I did scout uh, the logistics of going to Washington. Went over to 
check out their football stadium and their mm-hmm. basketball arena in May when I was in Seattle. They're right next to each other. Like all of, like the entire Washington like sports complex is just all right there next to the bay. It's pretty nice. Scott Ritchie for our podcast listeners is a bush light connoisseur. I think they know that. If well, you're a reg- if you're a regular listener, you're aware. Um uh, I tried to give him a discounted beer over the weekend, but couldn't because I was stuck to pouring, not serving. But I was amazed. Uh, there was Bud Light and Bush Light. Uh, Bush Light outsold Bud Light at about 9 to 1. I'm not making this up. I mean. A year ago, that'd be maybe flipped. Well, a year ago, they didn't have Bush Light available. Right. I think I think if you know the <laughs> the Lions would have known their clientele a little better they would have had that all along bush light <laughs> come on scott ritchie i can't believe you drink that it's a, it's anyway a, it's the easy drinker i uh, you were upset the there was no taylor swift music again and uh i can feel your pain a little bit yeah and i mean i couldn't snag tickets to the Eras tour well, one can't get them two like i make the medium bucks here i'm not i can't shell out 10k for t-swizzle See what she can do next year when she comes to Indianapolis. Maybe we'll surprise you for your birthday. It would be my 10-year anniversary with the News Gazette. They're perfect. Taylor Swift tickets. What I, a gift. I mean, what that's gift. just terrific. All right, anything else before we let you go? I know you got to get run over to hear Coach Bielema talk about uh, spill the beans about the game plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just hoping he's changed his mind about a depth chart. Because you know who just released a depth chart today? New Purdue coach Ryan Walters. Hmm. And it's not, not not even a two deep. There's like four guys listed at some positions. I'm all about that. Yeah, just release. You don't have to stick to it. Just release something. Yeah. Right. That will see it though. Okay. Bielma doesn't want to give anything away. Looking forward to your coverage, uh, old Scotty. Uh, football, volleyball, soccer, and basketball. And basketball. How about that? We won't forget basketball. Never do. No other paper does it like Scott Ritchie does. See, I'm being nice to you again. Tell your friends that. (laughs) I will. All right, we'll talk to you next Monday.